I want to talk about something that's kind of fallen from the headlines, but um, an article caught my eye today because we did know, in fact, that uh, there would be a cost to the Liberals' steep and unexpected hike to minimum wage. And, and the predictions that many, many analysts said would happen are, are actually coming true. We already know that 50,000 jobs have been killed. And now there's another cost emerging. And this is a human cost involving the very most vulnerable in society. Because some of the changes include terminating an exemption for organizations that would provide jobs for those with special needs or vulnerabilities. Maybe they're blind. Maybe they're deaf. Maybe they have autism. And because of that, businesses have opted out to stop hiring these people. And we're talking nonprofits, community centers, places that have very, very, very strict budgets. But also daycares, home cares, restaurants, retirement centers have all had to cut back or simply shut down. And new numbers show there was a 50% closure rate of convenience stores in just the first quarter. And regardless of the destruction to the private sector, activists still want the labor costs to go up. And thankfully, they're not in charge right now. Because that's not going to happen. I want to bring in Catherine Swift, president of uh, Working Canadians, also passed with the Canadian Federation of Independent Businesses. Hello there. Hi, Alex. It was actually from you that I had uh, seen this article that recently ran in the Financial Post written by Matthew Lau. I was a little bit surprised, um, you know, at some of the information that was in that, especially, you know, when we hear about things like, you know, those most vulnerable not being able to work now because they're basically being, being fired. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, well, where do you even start on this dumb, dumb, you know, brute instrument, you know, blunt instrument policy that was brought in, obviously, to try to reelect liberals? Well, that didn't work, thankfully, because there were so many other policies that were horrendous that they were promoting. But, yes, it has hurt so, so many people. But, Again, this is not a surprise, and, and you said that in your intro, Alex. This has happened in other jurisdictions. This is not a novel thing. The, the, the disabled groups, the, the nonprofits that operate on a shoestring, uh, I heard from a number of Goodwills, for example, who, uh, you know, who, who operate, again, minimal, you know, minimal uh, profits. They're a nonprofit, so there isn't any profits. They're paying people. Uh, at, a, at a relatively low rate, they went out of business. <laughs> There's just so many of them. And the, 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 probably the very saddest case, the most heart-wrenching case, is disabled people who are never going to get hired, unfortunately, at a market wage. So they had jobs where they were doing something useful and constructive mm-hmm. for a business, whatever that may happen to be. Yes, it was not minimum wage, and there was an exemption, as you mentioned in the previous legislation. They got rid of that exemption at the same time that they ratcheted up minimum wage by 25% overnight. I mean, that is, that is not a minor increase. So it, it's really, really sad. And I know the families, the families revolted because yeah. often their adult children were in these situations, and they didn't get a good hearing from the previous government. So hopefully, obviously, we'll see change here. Ford has said he's not going to alter the minimum wage part of it, but what he could do very constructively is reintroduce things like the exemption for special cases like you know, intellectually or, or physically disabled workers who can do a decent job, but they're not going to be, you know, you know, they're not going to be earning a, a so-called market wage, but they can nevertheless do a good job and contribute and feel 
that they're making a constructive contribution. Well, you'll get a lot of arguments from 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 critics who will say, well, why shouldn't they then make $15 minimum wage? I mean, that's that they'll vilify the businesses. Well, but the businesses aren't going to aren't going to are going to go out of business. Uh, because these people, again, no fault of their own, but they're not productive in the in the sense that a fully abled worker is. So they are not going to be, you know, uh, able to produce a fourteen dollar yeah. an hour, you know, whatever the magic number you want to come up with is in terms of productivity. So do we just want uh, these businesses maybe to be endlessly subsidized by government? I don't think so. We had a situation where these businesses survived. Yeah, they weren't highly profitable businesses, but they were people that were making a very good contribution to their communities. They were making, whether it was a good or a service or whatever, and they were employing people that wanted to be employed at the wage they were employed at. And frankly, what the heck is wrong with that? Yeah. Everybody was happy. What was the problem there? Yeah, I I have talked to parents... Yeah, you know. I, I've talked to some parents too uh, of those where their their child was autistic and whether they went to uh, work and would help them, um, you know, put plastic forks away or just do menial little tasks. They were very happy doing it and felt purpose. And since you losing their jobs, they've now you know slid backwards into a into a world of kind of quiet. And so there is a repercussion if they can't actually contribute to society the way that they want. No, absolutely. No, these these people were again were were gainfully employed at a wage that made sense in that particular, you know, situation. Mm-hmm. They were, the employees were happy. The employers were happy. It was working for everybody. And, yes, the, 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 the sort of immeasurable cost is that these people now that don't have jobs are no longer feeling they're making a contribution. It's affecting their self-worth and, you know, all of that intangible but nevertheless hugely important stuff. And uh, it, it just never ceases to amaze me. People consistently refuse to learn from history, from experience in other jurisdictions. Seattle was, remember, they were a big, high-profile promoter of the minimum wage. Well, what they're finding there is, first of all, tons of uh, minimum, previously minimum wage at the old minimum wage jobs have just totally disappeared. And people that uh, might be getting a higher wage per hour are getting so many fewer hours of work, they're actually making less money. These policies don't work. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised by the number of 50% uh, of convenience stores in the province have had to shut down in just the first quarter. And these are not headlines that are going to get any attention because we have so much news right now with NAFTA, Trudeau, like there's so much in, in the news, these headlines tend to disappear. But I was surprised by that number. Well, they do, they do as headlines, Alex, but they don't for people that are experiencing it. And I have one of my kids lives in a rural area in Ontario. And I visit him, you should see in rural areas where, of course, you have even starker business realities. They're often very seasonal economies. They might be a, a, a cottage, you know, a cottage community or whatever. And the restaurants that have closed, the, the small mm-hmm. uh, convenience stores, other small businesses that have closed because of these changes. And, and you might say, oh, well, you know, the, the, the lefties love to say, well, if you can't afford to pay this, then you don't deserve to be in business. But all kinds of people in those communities have lost their jobs completely yeah. because of this. So it's not a win uh, it, it's uh, yes, businesses should pay a decent wage, and they do. And uh, frankly, governments thinking they can impose an artificial wage like the like the liberals did, 
a 25% increase overnight? Yeah. And you think it's not going to happen? Well, and, and plus there were issues happen? like um, uh, they had a higher tax rate. They also had uh, dental care. There were a whole bunch of other things that also added to the very expensive labor costs. Oh, well, absolutely. It wasn't the only factor, yeah. no question about it. When, you, when, when a business is facing cost increases from every quarter, we're, we're now also seeing the economy slowing down. Yeah. So the, the timing of this also was hugely unfortunate. But, you know, it's, it's uh, hopefully the new government. I mean, Ford's policy that he's announced, and we haven't seen details and stuff yet, but the policy of targeting those people that actually needed the help mm-hmm. with their wages, like reducing or eliminating their income taxes, yeah. that made eminent sense. Because the other thing about the blunt instrument of minimum wage increases is somebody in a union that's already making 30 bucks an hour and their wage is predicated on minimum wage, they get an increase. Yeah. This is one of the reasons unions love to force minimum wage increases, because people that are nowhere near the low end of the income uh, scale uh, get nice bumps in their income, too. Why not target those that need it, which is exactly what Ford's policy proposes to do. Uh, time will tell if he follows through. I sure hope he does. Makes a lot more sense than this blanket minimum wage stuff. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't reverse the damage and a lot of these stores and businesses won't no, come back. Can't. But yeah, at least, you know, stem the bleeding. Catherine, always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. That is Catherine Swift. Lots of business background us to uh, working with um, working Canadians, which fights for uh, private business. Good to have her. You're on point. I'm Alex Pearson and this is Global News Radio.